Hello everyone and welcome to the Health Is Your Light podcast. I am your host, Mariah Fontana, and I am an online fitness coach who has helped over 100 people in the last two years take control of their body and life by prioritizing their health and fitness. My intention for this podcast is to help inspire you to take action on your health and fitness goals. I hope that this podcast has found you at the right time so you too can discover your own light and power and shine it into the rest of your life. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome, Alex, to the podcast. I'm super excited yep. to have you talk about your past fitness experience, your journey, and where you're at right now and how health and fitness has impacted your life. You've been a client of mine for what, over six months now? Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm back to right before I started because I was kind of reflecting on where I was at. And it just feels like we have so much more work to do. <laughs> yeah, but it's like cool to see where you started and then like you get and you accomplish these goals and then you're like damn now I want to go further so I want to first start back like tell everybody who you are what you do your past all that good stuff yeah so my name is Alex I live in Boston Massachusetts USA um I'm originally from Ohio I was a college volleyball player, so I played Division One volleyball. I've been an athlete pretty much my entire life. Started basketball, volleyball, soccer at a young age. The sports have been ingrained in me in my life for like ever. Played five years, was a redshirt, so I had five years total at Xavier University where I played. And then after college, I took a job as a sales rep and I moved out to Boston. So now I'm a sales manager for a team of sales reps and I work for a large chemical company. Still really involved in the volleyball world. I coach at the college level, Division Three, and then some juniors coaching and my fitness and health and nutrition has kind of been like all over the place. And I'm sure we'll, we'll get into that, but that's kind of a little bit about me and kind of what I do and kind of who I am. Yeah. So you're that classic like athlete and played all the way through college and then came out and everything. So that's definitely something that I want to get into. So how was your like health and fitness, like through your teens, through college years? Like, did you notice anything that that you would kind of like focus on with your physique or was it always more so like I'm just focusing like on my sport right now I'm not really worrying about food like what was that process like for you it was mostly like the sport like I, I mean for most of my high school career I was playing basketball and volleyball year round so I was burning so many calories and I was eating like crap looking back like I didn't eat salads I would eat grilled cheese when I got home like but I was burning so many calories that it didn't matter at that time and your metabolism is so fast so like my mom did her best with nutrition to try and teach us and we ate healthy, healthy meals and stuff, but there was no focus on like why you need protein before or like carb, like good carbs and carb loading. Like we always joked like the carb loading before a big game. I didn't really understand the concept. So really the focus was on performance and sports. As I got into college, we definitely did a lot of education on nutrition and kind of how to fill your body properly as an athlete. But at the division one level, we were practicing three hours a day. So it was the same thing. I mean, we would get to the cafeteria and I felt like we could and eat enough food some days and like the cafeteria closes at eight you go home and I remember laying in bed with my roommate and we would be so hungry so there was still just like it was we were just burning so much so much calories and I think when things 
started to shift for me with my body. And I've always kind of had a little bit more fat than I like kind of around my stomach and my love handles. Um, and well, at one point I was like, well, this is how it is. So that's always been kind of like a self-conscious part for me is having that little bit of fat. But I leaned out at one point in college, but I think a really important milestone in my kind of fitness and nutrition journey was my sophomore year. I got hurt and I didn't really correlate the, the, the less activity with the still eating the same as my teammates and fueling my body like I knew how to when I was playing. So I gained a ton of weight and I was drinking and all that out of season. So that was when I really had a significant weight gain where I was like, oh, I don't like this. I don't like the way I look. But within six months, I was back to playing and lost all that weight and kind of leaned back out. So um, that was the first time where I was like, oh, okay, something was something changed. And then I didn't like the way I looked and I think it affected my performance a little bit. But even post-college, I still was active. I started trying to do half marathons. And then when I moved to Boston, I started playing volleyball again. So I was still extremely active and knew how to like kind of eat healthy veggies, protein, but never really was super focused on food. But I think as I've gotten older and like once we got to COVID, when my activity level really halted, I, I had more weight gain. That's when I kind of went through that experience again with like, oh, I'm not not loving this. Um, and that's when like I slowed down my movement and wasn't working out, going to a gym. Um, and that's when ugh, I was like not happy again. And then I two more years. And I, I I finally found you, but yeah, that's kind of how it's been as an athlete. And when you're an athlete, you're told what to do, where to go, when to do it, how to do it. You you're so regimented, so like you have your lift schedule, your practice schedule. We talk about nutrition, but that's such a big adjustment post college is that you're so used to that regimented structure, and you don't have that. So I think a lot of men and women struggle with that as athletes when you when your sport ends. So that was definitely yeah. for me. Yeah, you come out of that. And you're like, it's for me almost, I don't know if you had this experience. I was almost excited to not have practices because it consumed my yeah. life since I was like five years old. So I was excited to like kind of do nothing for a little bit, but I didn't correlate that with like, oh, gaining weight. Right. And then not like focusing on nutrition as much or having to really, right? Because I was just eating the same. You eat the same as you were when you were an athlete. And then you have to make yourself go to those gym sessions. You don't have those teammates holding you accountable. You don't have your coach holding you accountable. You have to make yourself go and do that workout. And now you also need to hold yourself accountable to your nutrition. Because like you said, when you were in college, I had this my first year playing rugby in university as well. The calf would have their last like meal at like eight or nine or whatever. And yeah, I would be in my dorm room and being like, man, all I have is like bread to eat, like, and just being so hungry because you have practices, you have weightlifting sessions, you have like one or two games a weekend. Like, it's just crazy. And you don't even have to think about your nutrition. But you said like you had experienced that at one point. You didn't necessarily correlate the two until later. But when your activity went down, that's when you noticed some weight gain. So when you finished um, your university career and then COVID kind of happened, walk me through like what happened and like what you were feeling during that time. Yeah, I mean, with COVID, so 2019, we had planned a trip to Jamaica. So I was like super motivated. I was going to Orange Theory. And like, I think Orange Theory has some great benefits, but I don't think it's like a super sustainable thing. And I loved it for the time. I looked, I was happy with how I looked before that. 
then COVID started, gym shut down. And I didn't really know what to do when COVID happened. And like, we definitely were drinking a lot more because it's like, what is happening in the world? And it's like, yeah. So like the, I didn't know what to do workout wise. So I was trying to do some stuff at home. I remember like running up and down the stairs in my condo. Cause I was like, I need to do something. It was still cold out. And then we would go on walks, but I just like that, like lack of structure with not having the orange theory that I was used to, or even going to a gym. And then we were bored. So we were trying all these new recipes and food and just like not really keeping track. And then I also was listening to some different podcasts about what is it intuitive eating. And that's when I was like, Oh, okay, well, this is like, maybe this is what I am supposed to do just like kind of eat what I want and what I feel. And like, that's kind of what I was I had been doing through COVID is just like, well, if I want a piece of chocolate or a piece of cake, fine. And like, I thought we were pretty eating kind of healthy as we got into it. Um, But like, looking back, definitely not. And, and before I found you, and we got connected, I I was at a point where I was like, okay, well, maybe this is just how I'm supposed to look. Maybe I am not ever going to look super lean and maybe I'll just never have the the, the body that I want. Cause I mean, like you look on online and there's plenty of people that are um, goals that you see. And I was just at the point where I was like, this is, this is what it is, I guess. Like this is, this is how it's going to be. And obviously it's not the case, but that was definitely my mindset going into like the early half of this year. Yeah. That's something super important to touch on. There's a couple of things there. I'll go back to the intuitive um, eating in a second, but feeling like you get to that point where you're like, maybe this is just like how I am. Maybe this is just my genetics. This is just me. I can't really change it. I feel like a lot of women and like people in general come to that crossroads because they feel like they've kind of been up and down for so long and they see like, well, these other people are achieving this. Like, why can't I achieve it? And of course, there's certain structure of your body. Like you can't be short if you're tall and you can't be tall if you're short. But I think we get stuck in these like habits and mindset of like, man, I've tried over and over and over again. Maybe I'm just like this. And it's frustrating, right? Like I've been there. Plenty of my clients have been there. You've been there. And what we don't realize is it's just not the right plan for you. Like there's something that's more sustainable for you, something that's better for you. But we're constantly trying to do things that other people are doing that might work for them, but that's not going to work for your physique and your body, right? And the intuitive eating thing, it's so funny because it's true, right? Like if you... That's the end goal. The end goal is to be able to intuitively eat, not have to track your food, not have to pay attention as much. Everybody wants to skip to that part, but you need to learn and do the work before you get to that part, right? You need to be able to actually learn what's in food, understand how food makes you feel before you skip to that. Because otherwise you're right. You're like, oh, my body feels like pizza. And if you're like actually serious, right? You're like, wait a second. My body doesn't like feel like pizza. Like, what am I lacking? Have I eaten enough carbs today? Have I had enough healthy fats today but that's super important to know and obviously like you realize that hey you're like yeah I would just like feel like chocolate so I was like intuitively eating but obviously there's a lot more to having intuition with your food what your body needs so when you found me and we got connected and you started what was your mindset going into this program like what did you want to achieve what exactly were you struggling with and how do you think your approach was different than maybe it was when you were running or doing orange theory or even being an athlete in college yeah i mean so i got engaged at the end of 2021 so 
I mean, I was going, so I had some, some health issues with my hips. So early on last year, I was doing PT and not really doing other workouts. And then I kind of was like, okay, I need to like get in shape for this wedding. Like that was my initial motivation is your wedding that you're photographed a lot on your wedding. And I was like, I don't want to look back at my wedding photos and my, my shower and my bachelorette and just hate the way I look. So that was my initial motivation. I remember I was on the uh, stair stepper at the gym and I just was like, not happy with, with things. And I was like trying to figure out like things isn't how I look and all that. And I was trying to figure out like what I was going to do. And I was doing a lot of cardio and trying, I know weights, I knew weights were good, but I wasn't really sure what to do. So I think what I realized I needed was kind of a full plan as an athlete. Like I was saying, you can follow a plan if someone tells you where to go and what to do and all that. But like, I was struggling to put it all together. So like, like when I was going to orange theory, I was doing a good job with the fitness part and got some good results, but the nutrition part wasn't there and there wasn't really any accountability. It was like, okay, I had this workout part, but there was the rest of it wasn't working. So I think I realized that I needed something more comprehensive. Um, and I had a, I've had some friends who have done online coaching before and had really good results. And I know a girl, um, from a previous job who does online coaching and I've seen her results. So I definitely was familiar with it and was interested and almost made the jump to sign up and do it years ago. And for whatever reason I didn't. Um, but financially I was like, this is like a, gonna be a, a good investment. And I saw it as like, I am putting this money in now and it's a big investment, but if I do this now, I'm not gonna wanna give up halfway through because I made this investment in myself. And I think it's been an extremely good financial investment. But yeah, that's kind of what I realized is I needed the whole package. And once I was given the tools and the structure, I was able to follow that. And I, I've gotten results because of doing that. So that's kind of where I was at when we got, when I found you on TikTok, actually, I remember mm-hmm. finding TikTok and I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to message her. We'll see what happens. And I still was like, I don't know if it's going to happen, but whatever, at least we'll talk. So yeah. Yeah. It's so funny because I just interviewed Ashley yesterday too, or the day before. And it was the same thing. She found me in December 2021. And yeah, on TikTok. It's just crazy how like the platform and social media can do that and connect yeah. people from all over. Cause like obviously you're in the States. I'm in BC, Canada. So it's really cool how it can connect people. But at the same time, like, like you said, like you found me, but I'm this like random stranger. Like, of course you can see that I have like fitness content and everything. So like, what made you have that trust to be like, Hey, I'm going to hire her and I'm going to put my trust in her to help me get to my goals. Yeah. There's like, I looked through so much of her Instagram while I was on the Stairmaster because I went (laughs) doing that cardio. I, well, I like that you were a former athlete and worked with a lot of athletes you obviously had results from um, previous clients. uh, And I like that you work with a lot of women or pretty much only women. Those are all appealing. And I was intrigued with the macro stuff and the nutrition part, because I felt like that was truly the component that was missing in terms of like my knowledge. But I forget the exact video that it was, but I think it was about like former athletes and stuff. And I think it was honestly just like right time, right place. Like my mindset was just like, I need to change something. And Mm -hmm. it was like that. It just felt right. And then obviously I went through your profile and I I liked everything I saw. But yeah, definitely the athlete part was intriguing and and what I really liked about it initially. Yeah. So when we like got you into a program and starting and everything, 
I find with other athletes, you can kind of want to take that athlete mindset approach to a program, right? And go super, super hard, burn all the calories in your workout, like, and do everything balls to the wall, right? Because that's always been your like mindset as an athlete. So how was that going into a program and me being like, hey, like, it's not just about like going super, super hard or doing all the things because you as well were coaching. So we needed to pull some of your training sessions back. So at one point, I think we were only training two or three days per week, which Mm -hmm. from an athlete standpoint, you're like, whoa, 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 shouldn't I be training more? So how did your mindset change from training three hours per day, five to six days per week, like in college to coming into a program and being like, okay, like I don't need to do that much activity to get the results that I want. Yeah. And I think so. I mean, it's, I've always had the mentality of like, try to do something every day, especially through COVID. I was doing a lot of walks. My friend and I were just joking about that because she's a a swimmer. Um, So I liked that there was still something that I had to do and check off every day, even if it wasn't lifting. So like the the daily walks, that was huge for me at the beginning, because I don't think I was doing enough of that. And it was a great way to start out my morning. So that was really helpful to kind of getting around how the lifting program part of it was going to be. And then like the step goals and the water goals, I hadn't really been, I was tracking my steps, but it wasn't tracking my water. So those two were kind of like little things that I could achieve during the day that weren't the, the workout, but still, um, knew I knew that I was pushing towards fitness with it. And it was just like a fun little goal that I could work towards um, when I wasn't working out. And then, I mean, the nutrition part was definitely a learning curve and we can jump into that if you want. But that was like the biggest struggle at first was really kind of like the math equation of, okay, I got to get all my protein in. And the the macro part for me at the beginning was truly eye-opening um, just from realizing how little protein I really was eating and how much more fat and carbs in my diet when I thought I was eating healthy but that was a huge, huge eye opener for me. Yeah. So that's definitely something I want to chat about with you because obviously for anybody listening to the podcast who anybody like follows me on social media, you can see that I'm always talking about up your protein, eat more protein, most likely eat more food too. You're probably not eating enough food for your goals, but it's really great to hear from you and you saying like, yeah, I did. I recognize I wasn't eating enough protein. I wasn't eating like the correct breakdown of food. So how do you think changing that breakdown and actually paying attention to what macros you were eating, upping your protein, how did that change how not only like your physical appearance, but like your feeling too, like energy wise, how you felt all around by now focusing on your nutrition and what you're putting into your body? The nutrition for me has been an ultimate game changer. I mean, I truly think that's why I've gotten the results I've gotten so far, because I knew that once I had a workout plan and someone telling me, okay, do this, that I could be successful at the workout part. The nutrition, like I said, is really where I needed help. I mean, just in general, I feel great. Like I used to get stomach aches all the time from random stuff that I ate. And it was probably like fried food or whatever. Like I know what foods do upset my stomach so I can avoid them, but I feel great. And I don't get bloated very often. And I would get bloated here and there before. Um, And I was kind of thinking about stuff on my drive home today because we were going to be talking. And I didn't realize how much the nutrition and the working out and the program would impact just my overall mindset and kind of happiness. Um, last year I had some really stressful work stuff. And I think I was in kind of like a really negative mindset before we were connected. I'm sure part of that was lack of activity and food. I mean, I, I 
eat out a lot just in general and with work. And I I just feel like I'm in such a good mood all the time. Like I just like, I'm very optimistic. Like life just feels great and things are going well in my career and stuff. But it's, I think it's really impacted very positively just my outlook on life. And I had terrible sleep last night. So I'm pretty tired, but like, like did good job of my macros yesterday and like still feel pretty good. Um, So I, I really wasn't expecting that part to have such a good impact on kind of my just overall mindset. Um, So I would say that that has been a real another eye opener for me. I love that. And I love that you brought that up because that's something that I wanted to ask you about and go over because of course, like the podcast is called health is your light. I truly believe that when you focus on your health internally, you're going to be able to shine your light, whatever you're supposed to do and be that person that you need to be to help impact other people around you. So whether that's in your career, whether that's in your relationship, whatever that is in. And I'm glad that you brought it up first to say like, hey, like I didn't realize that starting this program I would have these positive effects in my mindset. So you said like you just genuinely feel like good and happy in your life. So how is it like different now in career, in relationships, in your life in general by focusing on your health and fitness? Yeah, I mean, I think I was just in like a lot more negative mood prior to us working together. And I think I really let external factors just really affect me in my industry. I'm in manufacturing and chemicals and there's a lot of things that have happened in the world that have affected our industry. And I think I just like let those things spiral and I could just get into a really crappy mood or like in 2021, I had my first and only, I think panic attack. And I think it was just, I was really letting the outside factors and things affect me. And I don't think that's been the case as much like through the fall with coaching. I had my full-time job. I was coaching, trying to work out, trying to do my macros. Like I had a lot on my plate and I only recall like a couple days where I was like in a shit mood. And I think looking at last year, there's a lot more days where I was in a crappy mood and was like, I need a glass of wine when I get home. Like I haven't felt that like I need to have a drink when I get home anymore, which has been nice as well. But um, yeah, a lot better at kind of dealing with with factors that you might not have um, a lot of control over. And just and I think another thing too, is when I started the program, I was really good about trying to get my morning routine down. So I would go for a 10, 15 minute walk. And I really started to enjoy my morning walk. So it was a great way to get out, get fresh air, get some exercise. And I'd come home do my journal, have my coffee, try to avoid my phone. But that was like a really good start to the program. And I think that was part of that positive mindset. Cause then like a month in I got COVID um, and that, that sucked, but I was doing my morning walks and all that for, for over a month. And I was so excited to be able to start doing those again. And once I can start walking long distances again, I cannot wait to get out and do my walks. Sorry. That was kind of like a rambled answer, but no, it's yeah, factors for sure. Yeah. And like you can tell too, right? Like with your mood and how you interact and it's really awesome to see and who knows like how your mindset would be just for people that don't know, like you had a pretty big surgery in December, December, not into November, right? Yeah. December. And you've just started to actually be able to walk again. You've been able to like cycle and sit down and cycle, but for an athlete, that is extremely hard to do and be still. 
And especially being in a fitness program, it can, your mindset can get to you and be like, okay, I'm losing progress. Like, what's the point? I might as well just sit and eat. So it's been really cool to see your positive mindset around it. And also you just being aware of like, I know this is probably going to be a more challenging time for me. So I'm going to make sure I'm continuing to like work on my mindset during this time. And I think you've done such an amazing job and you're just focusing on like your physical therapy sessions and doing what you can do, focusing on your macro still, your habits still. So I just want to commend you on that too, because obviously it's not easy to do. How do you feel like you've been able to approach this surgery different than maybe you would have in the past? Oh my God. So like my mindset was so much better. I mean, I was really trying to crush my workouts before and obviously to get as much as I could, but really to prepare my body for surgery. And I'm doing well in recovery and physical therapy because I was lifting so much. So I have more muscle, so it's going to be easier to, to bounce back. But my mindset was so much better. I mean, I think in the four weeks in surgery, I cried one time and it was like for something dumb. Like I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't shower. It was because I couldn't shower because I didn't have bandages to cover my, my incisions. And I was just like, just the emotions of God to me. But I think if it, if it had been like a year ago, I think I would have been a lot more emotional and a lot more woe is me and life sucks and all that. And I mean, at the end of the day, it was my decision to get the surgery. So you shouldn't have that attitude. But yeah, I think my mindset going in was way stronger. And I was really scared though. I was scared that I was, I messaged you that I was going to lose all my progress. And I think that was extremely dramatic, but I mean, it's been four weeks and I've lost weight, some of that due to just appetite. But yeah, I was like terrified that everything I had worked for was going to be gone. And that's obviously not the case. But I think if I had gone into this surgery like a year ago, I would have been far less healthy. And I think my recovery could have been pushed out. But I think the other cool thing with the program is though I'm not working out, there's still a lot of things in my trainer eyes that I need to do. And I love being able to check those things off, like still get my water, still do my PT exercises, still do my morning routine. Um, Now I can cycle, but like in the macros, like still being able to accomplish those is is huge. And I don't think if I, if I didn't have that structure, I would have been in far worse shape. Um, Yeah. And then I'll add the Facebook community too, because shout out to Kay, she like crushes her macros all the time. And in December, she had posted like, perfect. And I was like, the athlete in me is like, oh, I get competitive. And like, <laughs> I need to get my macros in. And it's like such a fun, supportive community. But for me, it's like when I see people crushing their stuff, I'm like, oh, I can't wait. And it's a little bit of like jealousy. But it's also like the competitiveness. So I think the community is so great for so many reasons as well. I am like the exact same way. Like I get <laughs> so competitive and like, I love that too, because it's also like part of that support, but it can also help you if you are competitive to like, yeah see what people are doing because some people have a different level different motivations right some people are motivated by other people and some people are motivated by themselves and neither one is bad like versus the other it's whatever works for you and something that I wanted to touch on too is like you it's so common to feel that way too like I'm gonna lose all my progress like what's gonna happen and one of my other clients Jamie like you know of Jamie last year um, she started the program she was four weeks in and and she like broke her arm or her wrist or something. Yeah. And she's like in a cast and she's like, oh my God, what am I going to do? How am I going to make progress? And I think what tends to happen during that time is we kind of throw everything else out the window. And again, which is really
really awesome for you during this time is you haven't and you're like, what are other things that I can do? And that's such a proactive mindset to not just, oh, whatever, I can't do this. So I'm just going to eat on the couch and do whatever and use this as lazy time. You're like, I'm still going to make improvements and I'm going to make sure my body's in the best place possible. So when I can get back into things fully, you're going to be in a way better spot, right? So it's really about knowing that you can do all of these different things and not everything has to be perfect at the same time. And you can achieve really amazing results. You don't have to be 100% on all the time. And again, I think that can be an athlete mindset as well. Like we want to be on on and when we're off, it's like we're off. (laughs) So it's important to remember all of those things like are important and they're going to get you the goals and results and whatever motivation works for you is going to work for you as long as it's a healthy way, of course. Like when you say like you're seeing like she again, shout out Kay, she's always freaking awesome with her macros and that motivates you and pushes you in like a positive way. It's of course different if you're comparing yourself and being negative and trying to like have that competition. But I know for you and a lot of the girls in the community, everyone really loves seeing everybody's progress and posting like what they're doing and their struggles too, right? Because it makes everybody feel more human. We all have similar struggles. We all have goals and we're all in this together. And that's something that I really love about the community as well is like everybody's going to be there to support you. And it's so much easier to achieve your goals when you have that support system. It is. Yeah, I agree. And the one thing I wanted to add that I didn't really touch on because I had said my initial motivations were to be ready for my wedding. um, And that was definitely the reason. But there was also that part of me that was like, I am like so ready to just like be happy with the way I look. And like I was kind of like at that point I was like I guess this is this is what it is like I'm gonna always have this extra 10 pounds on my belly but like I think ultimately the the motivation was to have to look the way I know that I could I guess and like not like this is like maybe a little little dramatic but not like go through my entire life saying like oh what if I had just I ate a little healthier and worked out a little more. So like ultimately now my, my, my motivations are because we're going to work past my wedding is to truly maintain this. And I, I'm kind of excited to see what I can do with my body. And I don't think, I don't know if a, a competition is in the cards, but like oh. I'm excited to see how, how lean and muscular and fit I can get. Um, but the other thing I was going to add that we really didn't touch on is um, like, I'm sure many young women and people in that work with you can relate is that I did so many of the dumb yo-yo diets. Like I remember, we're doing Advocare in freaking college. I tried Whole30. I did the military diet, which is literally insane. It's like you're starving yourself. I did the I the skinny tea detox diet. Like I've done Same. so much dumb. Like it's just laughable looking back now, like to see what I've done with results wise and like what I'm eating every day and what I'm doing like workout wise and to just think of what I was trying to do before. So like I had done all the diets and that's where I got into the intuitive eating. I was like, well, this is fun. Like at least I can eat what I want. But like to anyone out there who's still doing the yo-yo diet or any of those, like they're not sustainable. And that's what like I've told people is like, I truly feel like what we, what I've learned and what we've done is going to be sustainable. Like I can already see like in my day, even if I'm not tracking, like I had some, a lunch out today, like I, I picked a salad with chicken and I can already say, okay, this is roughly 30 grams of protein. Like you start to really learn those things. But like, I, I truly think what I've learned so far is going to be sustainable for a long time. And that's what like my ultimate goal is, is to, to be sustainable and live in the body that I think I can have and not just like have it for like to the wedding and then lose all, all that progress right after. Yeah. And that makes me so happy that you say that because that's the entire goal, right? 
And your story is so similar to so many different people like on diets, off diets, let's try this one, let's do that one. And I've had experience with that too. Like I did the caveman diet or whatever too at one point. And it's like they're a diet because they're a period of your life. Like they're not sustainable long-term and a diet should just be like something you can have for life, right? Like something you can maintain, you can sustain and have forever. Because if you just cut out all of these different things, like doing carnivore or keto or keto or whatever, but you can't sustain that for the rest of your life. You don't actually learn how to eat for your body. You don't actually learn how to how to intuitively eat, right? Because you're cutting full yeah. food groups out, which you just can't do if you want to live in any Western country with birthdays and anniversaries yeah. and alcohol and all of these different things, right? So it's so important to take that approach. And the other thing I wanted to mention and go over with what you said, kind of what we said at the beginning of the podcast is feeling like, am I ever going to get to that physique like maybe it's just not for me and having that mindset like you said like it's not really I don't think it is like a woe is me mindset I think it's really unfortunate because so many of us have this mindset or have had this mindset like am I ever gonna feel confident in my body like that's such a not a simple thing but something that we just shouldn't have to worry about on a day-to-day basis and I would say like 99% of the population does right and one that comes with like loving who you are as a person internally but two also like doing what you can to be the healthiest you can on the inside and outside and knowing that you can get to your goals of course it's not some like huge ass like bodybuilder or like model or whatever right it's obviously going to be different for different people but I'm really glad that you said like I'm excited like you can work towards building the physique that you want like you are capable of that you just need to figure out what works for you and then get on that plan and then keep making that goal those goals for yourself and and I remember like years ago downloading some calculator that told you what macros to eat and I was really scared about the macros and there it's not intimidating it's just like I mean it's once you once you get on a roll it's very easy to track the macros and it's discipline for sure but it's not it's not complicated and that's what I was so scared about was that like and my mom I've been talking to her because she's trying to, to to lose some weight and stuff for the wedding and that but like it's it can be a little daunting but once you get on a roll it's it's you stay on track and it's not nearly as scary as I thought it would be and like that has truly been I think the key for me and I always I joked with a friend I was like if I could just like eat healthy and figure that part out like I probably could look better and it's like that I think like I said it's been such a game changer for me um but like with the yo-yo diets a lesson I learned was like the second you restrict something all you think about is that food like I remember like I'd be like okay in my phone like okay I'm not gonna eat any chips or any sweets or any carbs and no alcohol for a month and then like all you want to do is eat sweets and it's like that stuff doesn't work and it's mm-hmm. so funny I've I found like an old no like the amount of times that I've gone in my notes and like okay this is my plan three months I'm gonna do it and it's like that just doesn't work yeah it's almost instead of focusing on what you can't have it's a better mindset to focus on like what am I not eating enough of and sure. if you focus on that like focusing on the protein like okay I'm not getting enough protein so you don't make these rules if like you can't have all of these other things but yeah. you make these little targets and goals for yourself like hey I need to eat more protein and what you find is like when you're focusing on what you do need to eat you're actually fueling your body your body feels good you actually have less cravings like you're not going to crave as much stuff and if something comes up and you have a birthday anniversary whatever you're okay to go have that you're okay to go out to eat and make good decisions and sometimes you're going to get a burger and like you at lunch today sometimes you're like well I'm just going to get a salad with chicken like because that's 
what I need. And I feel fine with that. And I don't feel super restricted because you're eating for your body, Mm -hmm. what it needs and how it feels. And it's just so important to recognize. And I would argue like counting macros is almost like intuitively eating because even though you have to hit these like macro targets, you're still figuring out like, okay, I like to have oatmeal as my carbs in the morning, or I like to have toast as my carbs in the morning. You still have a lot of that freedom. And when Mm -hmm. you start to pay attention to what you're eating, you're going to notice like when you need to have certain foods, like, oh, I haven't had enough protein yet today, or I haven't had enough carbs today. And um, something that you were mentioning as well, like with the nutrition and the tracking and everything is it's just like riding a bike, right? Like starting anything new is super daunting. Like you said, like, oh my God, is it going to be complicated macros? When you go into something, be aware that it's new. It's going to be challenging at first, but you felt the same way when you were three years old, getting on the little tricycle or whatever, the three wheeler trying to get on. And you fell a couple times when you took off the little things, whatever those things are called. You know what I'm talking about? Um, Training wheels. You were like, you fell, you probably scraped your knees a couple times when you took the training wheels off, but you kept practicing, you kept pedaling. And then all of a sudden you you don't ride a bike for a year or two, and then you can get back on and ride it again. Macros is the same thing. Once you learn, once you know how to track your macros, you have it for life. You could yeah. stop tracking for a couple of months and then track again and, and know how to track, right? It's such a good tool to have. And I hate it when people say it's restrictive because you could literally track your macros at 4,000 calories a day, right? The restriction is like how much you're eating for, um, for your body, right? And that's something I wanted to chat about with you as well. Like you've done all of these different diets and these yo-yos and everything. How did you feel? Obviously it was like a little bit nerve wracking to track macros at first, but how did you feel with the amount of food you were eating, the type of food you were eating and all of that coming from like restricting and cutting out food groups before? Yeah. And I probably was not eating nearly enough uh, before we started. Definitely not enough protein and probably calorie wise because a lot of days I just work through lunch and then like stuff myself at dinner. But like the first like month, couple months, like it was hard. Like I was like trying to force the rest of my egg whites or protein at the end of the day down because I was like, I felt like I couldn't eat all that food. So like the first few months definitely was a struggle with trying to eat and it's 1800 calories or whatever we're at now. It's nothing crazy. But that was the first thing I noticed now that we're six months in um, when I was kind of really pushing my workouts in October, November. And when I started to see results, it was almost like I was feeling hungry more, especially the next I work out a lot at night. So the next morning I was starting to feel hungry when I woke up because of that that shift, I think with my metabolism and my activity levels. And I was shocked during my recovery after surgery, the the week after I was so hungry. And I think part of it was my body recovering from a major surgery, but also, um, I mean, it's not like your metabolism changes overnight. So I, my body was still used to that activity level. So I was like, there was a few days a week later after surgery, I was like ravenous. Like I didn't think I could eat enough food. Um, so it's definitely shifted from being like trying to force food down to I think more of a balance I think like I'm I'm not hungry all the time by any means but like it's six o'clock he almost six o'clock like I'm gonna be ready to eat dinner again um and I didn't even do that much today which is funny but yeah there's definitely been a shift from from the beginning to now yeah you're taking yourself from almost like a small burning fire to like a raging fire right because what you did and what we did on the program is we took you from like mostly doing cardio to now changing the stimulus doing 
workouts. And at first it was hard to like eat that much. Right. But as we started to build that muscle and put that muscle on your frame, it's almost like your muscle is hungry. Like that's what makes your body more hungry. Right. So we ramped it up. And as we got to the end of your surgery, I feel like that's almost when it all kind of came together at once. So you have all this muscle on your frame. Now it's hungry. You can burn more calories just at rest. So you were like, Oh my God, I'm not even doing anything, but I'm so hungry just because we've raised your metabolism that much. And even though some of it was probably water weight, you actually lean down after your surgery, after you hadn't been working out. And um, yeah, I saw your progress photos. I was like, what the fuck did you do? Like you just had surgery. Oh my God. Your body should look stressed out from surgery, (laughs) not like better. This is crazy. Um, But that's also what can happen when you give your body a break from um, training all the time as well, right? Like um, training is a small stress on your body. And that's why, again, you don't want to be doing too much cardio because that's an even bigger stress on your body. So Mm -hmm. sometimes like paying attention to those breaks too. And I actually think this is such a good time and break for you. And when we get back, we can get on a really good track and up to your wedding. But yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to go through all of these different phases. And like you said, I didn't know that maybe competing was on the horizon, but I'm down. We're going to be doing Kennedy this October can follow right after. Yeah, I'm excited. No, I had a friend who a volleyball friend who recently competed and she did it years ago. And she said she didn't really have the right mindset initially, but she competed early end of last year. And she said she was like, I just want to see what I can do with my body and how I can push it. And then I'll probably never compete again. But that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I'm excited to see what I can do with my body. I mean, it's truly what you put in your mouth and what you do activity wise is basically in your control. I mean, within financial means, but like I have full control over what I put in my mouth every day um and obviously I can't control external factors but um yeah I can control if I go on my my bike ride tonight um so no I'm really excited to see kind of what we can do I'm excited to look great in my wedding photos Mm -hmm. (laughs) um And it's funny, I didn't get my dress until after we started together, but I do have like a more like form fitting dress. So then I was like, okay, I got definitely got to like get get going on this because I'm going to be like, it's going to be like a tight dress. So I got to make sure. Okay. Last thing that I want to ask you on that note, because of course, when we first started and when um, you first started with me, the consensus and the goal was like to change like how you were looking. Right. And that's like how it was throughout like those diets in college. Right. Is to change how you're looking. But now. Now your mindset has shifted to like, I want to see what my body can do. So of course, you still have aesthetic goals for your wedding. But it sounds like you've really switched your mindset as well to not just like how it looks, but like, I want to push myself and see what it can do. So when was that mindset shift for you? I think like recently, like I had messaged you in my check in. So I was in Florida last week, and we had took some pictures on the beach. And I literally was like shocked when I saw the pictures at like how happy I was with the way like I don't it's been a long time since I've seen a bikini photo and been like, Oh my god, like, I look good. Um, So I think recently just the results I've gotten like weight loss wise, I'm a little I need to put some more muscle back on. Um, But like seeing what we've been able to do in these first six months, I'm like, okay, I definitely can get to what I want to look like for the wedding. But like, what else can we do? Like, I've never had really toned looking arms. So it's like, okay, like, that's gonna be cool to start working on. So I definitely think recently, I think there's kind of a, fl- a switch that flipped after my surgery, or kind of seeing where we're at 
correct because I definitely thought I was in a plateau a couple months ago and I think that rest was like super critical for for my results and kind of as we move into the year um but yeah definitely and then like I've met we had dinner with my friend who had made that comment I had kind of thought about what she had said about just kind of pushing your body um see what it can do so definitely a more recent thing I've kind of thought about yeah I love that mindset shift though what advice would you give to somebody who was in your position like last year even maybe during like 2021 when you were feeling like man I'm just not in a good headspace like you want to achieve these goals you want to get to this certain point like what kind of advice would you give somebody one is like cut the 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 bs yoga like don't those are not healthy for you physically or for or for you mentally like those are gonna f you up mentally because it's like you get into this rut to like stop with those I mean like protein is king um like if they're considering if you have listeners who are considering possibly working out with you I would say like trust the process is that's something I write almost every day in my journal is trust the process especially when I'm going through it some like where I think I'm plateauing um but like if there's someone considering I say go for it and if you've got financially if you have the means like it's you're literally investing in your health and I I think the last thing I'll add is like with going to physical therapy I see a lot of older people who overweight look unhealthy and they're there for basic stuff like some neck pain and it's like I post in the Facebook like our health is so valuable and I think as as we get older like it becomes even more important so if you can invest in yourself now at a young age and learn these lessons you are setting yourself up for so much success with your life and that's like health stuff like preventing diabetes hearts up all that stuff I mean are the that's like a whole other tangent getting into like the health and pharmaceutical yeah. and all like if you can make the investment in yourself um even three months I don't know three six months whatever that if you can afford I go for it because the lessons that I've already learned are, are so valuable and I was telling my family last week like meeting you I think has truly changed the trajectory of my life and I'm not being dramatic like oh. <laughs> like I just the things I've learned I'm so excited and I'm excited to share it with my friends and family and talking about protein and it's so important and it's like I'll go on I'll keep going on about that but I truly think that like things in my life have changed and I'm just so excited so that's my line that's amazing that's freaking awesome I appreciate you saying that too and like obviously it's been so awesome to be able to help you and come in and like you've been such a good influence in the group too and other individuals and what's really cool is like you're inspiring people that sometimes like you don't you don't even realize you're inspiring and what's cool like you started to focus on your health and your fitness and now you're talking to to your friends and family about it like you said in protein and you're having that positive impact on other people because you first decided to make a change so I want to commend you again on that because when you go into it you're not necessarily thinking about the other people you're going to impact you're just thinking about changing yourself right so that's really freaking cool and I really appreciate you coming on today and taking the time. I think people are going to get a lot of value from you and your story and inspiring them to make a change. So thank you so much. Where can people find you? Do you post on social media? Oh, a little bit. My Instagram is kind of boring, but maybe I'll start making a little more fitness content now. But my Instagram is at Nala Blair. So like the Lion King, N-A-L-A Blair, B-L-A-I-R. It's an old college nickname. Um, But yeah, I mean, people can follow me on there if they want. Maybe I'll make more interesting stuff. Perfect. But yeah, thank you so much for having me. This is yeah, thank you. I loved it. And thank you everyone so much for listening to the podcast.
Thank you so much for spending your time with me. I hope you feel inspired after today's episode. If you want to take action on your health and fitness goals, learn how to lose body fat, gain muscle, and achieve your dream physique, DM me on Instagram at Mariah Fontana with the word light, and I will reach out to you to see if I can help. Thank you so, so much, and I will see you in the next episode.